未熟無情されど美しくあれ Listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast, and my name is Andrew, and this is Chris. Yo, and we you didn't give me a yo last last time. You you didn't you missed the outro too. So well, I wasn't sure if we were doing an intro and outro. Seeing as how you didn't say, no, I just said I'm not going to explain everything again. We're doing our deliberations <laughs> for 2019 Best of Anime, and we are diving into Isekai next. So hopefully, you've listened to the other ones, you understand what we're doing. So. <laughs> Diving into Esekai, we have nominations. Not really nominations, more just the short, the the pre-short list that we have to break down. Where is my professionalism here? Here we go. Okay. We have a ton of Esekai this year. And so it's really just going to come down to... Let me, let me kill some here. We got to get rid of Sword Art Online. Um, do we have another one that was post... Yeah, the other, the other sword online. There's two sword onlines. So let me go down the list here and just grab them as I go. Grimm's Notes, the animation. I I wouldn't really call that one Isekai. It, they're technically going to another world, but it's just kind of just different stories within their world. So I'm giving that a technicality. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Definitely going to be a contender. Revisions. Another one that doesn't feel very Isekai, even though they... I'm just not going to say anything. Uh, Wise Man's Grandchild. <laughs> Um, Wise Man Grandchild. Uh, That's yeah, not no. real. Isekai Quartet. It's Isekai's to Isekai Point. More comedy, though. I'm not going to fight for that one. Rise of the Shield Hero. Aferetta. Had too many issues with that show to even contend with most of the stuff here. Do You Love Your Mom? Inner Two Hit? No. Isekai Cheat Magician. We'll see. Demon Lord retry, possible. Grand Belm, again, just, it is a Sekai 2, another parallel world, but it's not really, a, it's a creation, it's not really another world. Um, Cautious Hero, we'll see. High School Prodigy has it easy in another life. High School Prodigies, it was very surprising. Kimono Michi Raj up, not fighting for that one. Uh, didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life? Yes, that sucks. I didn't think about that one. Let's have a bookworm. So I have one more slot. I'm at six. 
Well, what else do you have? Uh, I got Cautious Hero. Cautious Hero. I've got Cautious Hero and, and Hero. Uh, That's my uh, abilities in the next life, which I think I'm going to give to next life-ish. Yes. That one's going to be t- hard. I Because one I love because of its comedy. The other one I love because of its cuteness. So <sighs> this is going to be the tough one. Because we talked about this before. When we did our review um, of Rise of the Serial Hero, I posed the question to Chris. I was like, because at the time, we, I didn't, we didn't know that Rise of the Serial Hero was going to get a second season. And I and we knew Slime was getting another season. And I posed to Chris, like, which of these two do you, would if you had a choice, which one would you want a second season? It was like, but they both have their own things. And it's hard to really choose which one you like more. And I was posing the thing of like... Rise of the Shield Hero has so much other things going for it where Slime is building its own world. One is building a world, and Slime, he's building his own world, if that makes sense. The character's building his own world, whereas the other one, the world's being built around them. So it's like the one's comedy and one's serious. It's like they both have their things. So now, Andrew has to, <laughs> and Chris will have to choose what is better, Rise of the Shield Hero or Slime. <laughs> what a terrible thing to have to choose. Um,. But I'm just going to – so I'll just skip the two and three slot and finish the rest of this real quick. Oh, but there's another one. Cautious Hero versus High School Prodigies. A comedy versus a an isekai doing something very interesting. Well, my my, my – Prodigies is unfinished though. That's the only problem. I don't think we're ever going to get a sequel to Prodigies. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't know how popular yeah, it was though. I I, I... – and so that I'm, See, I'm giving I, a technicality I, 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 here. I, either way, this is something for everybody to consider. We are looking at the the, the main reason why I I mean I'm even fumbling here is because literally we have I, I what I have here is six different isekais, each one of them doing something very significantly different, and each one of them are. I'm not going to say excelling. I like in particular prodigies is not ex- it's doing wonderful in what it's doing. It's not a, whereas like slime is excelling at what it's doing. Rising shield hero is excelling at what it's doing. Bookworm is excelling at what she's doing. Cautious hero is another one that's it's doing good in what it was doing. So and same with uh average and next life it's doing good in what it's doing so that's where i'm standing at is we got three that are doing excel in in each one of them and how do you even quantify bookworm against slime you can't because they're doing two very different things and each one of them are excelling wonderfully in what they're doing uh shield heroes doing the same thing it (laughs) well what i'm doing what I'm forcing myself to do is just kind of just choose it based off of personal enjoyment. I loved everything about a vicinity bookworm. It's easy. Number one for me, slime versus rise of the shield hero. This is like the one that I will probably change my mind in about five minutes. But the thing that I come with slime and shield hero is I didn't have a single moment in slime that I wasn't being entertained thoroughly. There was nothing about it that I – I was never bored watching that show. Rise of the Shield Hero, I was never bored either, but I was frustrated with Rise of the Shield Hero. Not the aspect that it's going for, which is to frustrate you about what he's going through, but frustration on that I knew that they were overusing 
everybody trying to pin something on him. And that did frustrate me about that show. So I actually had a point in which Shield Hero, I wanted something to change. I didn't want anything change in Slime. I wanted one minor thing to change in Rise of Shield Hero. Well, it wasn't really minor. It was quite a bit of the show was him being pinned on stuff. So that's why I bumped it down. But it's still above Cautious Hero and High School Prodigies. To Chris's point, I think I think this is what you're going with. Um, what's cool about all these Isekais, though, even the ones that I didn't bring up, like um, Grimm's Note, which, I, like I said, is technically not an Isekai. But even that, um, Wise Man Grandchild, uh, Aferetta, uh, Demon Lord Retry. What I loved about all these Isekais this year is they were all doing something different. And we always make that point when we're reviewing it is like, yes, this is an Isekai. But here's what it's doing different. And everything in this five list easily are, are maybe not prodigies because, like I said, it doesn't – it has a very abrupt non-finish. And until something gets – a sequel gets announced, I can't recommend it because of that. But they all do something very unique that I really did like. Cautious Hero is just funny. Rise of the Shield Hero is going on the idea that this guy being brought down in this world being really nasty to him. Slime is building up a nation. The sentence of Bookworm is just this girl's struggle, trying to survive and, you know, do what she wants to do, which could, you know, read books and, and build books, which does sound really stupid, but it's really incredible. So, yeah, that's my list. I have number five is High School Prodigies Have It Easy in Another Life. Number four, Cautious Hero. Number three, Rise of the Shield Hero. Number two, Slime, uh, Reincarnate as a Slime. And number one is The Sentence of Bookworm. Yeah, um, I'm going to – I just went ahead and uh, let um... – didn't I say to make my uh, abilities average knock off cautious heroes? I, I I think they're both about equal to me. Yeah. Just just like uh, uh, high school prodigies, I think all three of them are pretty much equal to me. I enjoyed each one of them very much. Um, and like Andrew was saying, uh, where I'm the same is Rising Shield Hero, uh, Slime, and then uh, Bookworm. So all we got is pretty much a, a flip on Cautious Hero or – well, I guess technically Cautious Hero is higher than my – I like the abilities. I, I think I – if – now that I think about it, I think I probably would put abilities in next life higher than Cautious Hero just because I had issues with Cautious Hero and I didn't have any issues with abilities average in the other life. So I might change that. Let me put my number, number four as didn't I say – So all we're all we're swapped on is the last the the four and five, and I'm I'm fine with either one of them being number four on our a combined list. Wait, what are you are oh, you doing the next one? Yeah. Oh, or did you do our combined list? Did you say what our combined? No, list was? I, I I read mine. Okay. Uh, you haven't read yours, and you haven't read your. Or did you read yours? I did read mine. Yeah. Okay. Combined is didn't I say to make my abilities average in another life? Number four, high school prodigies have it easy in another life. Number three, rise of Shield hero. Number two, slime, and number one, ascendance of bookworm. So. All right, shorts. We didn't have many shorts this year. It's no, we didn't. Of, kind of crazy. Because we, we had, I think we had a lot of shorts in 2018, I think. So <laughs> this is this is like right back to the comedies. Because <laughs> there was so many good comedies. Um, is there anything better than How Clumsy You Are? I don't think no. there is. I'm no. just going to assume that that's, <laughs> that's number one. automatically number one. <laughs> so we have Mysteria Friends. I think it was gorgeous, but... I don't know. It wasn't that great. There was nothing else besides the fact that it was gorgeous. 
There was no story being told and there was no comedy. And I usually want one of those two things. And typically it's comedy because they're short. How clumsy you are, you put that in my list. Uh, Isekai Quartets was, was funny. Why the hell are you here, teacher? It wasn't really much there besides Echi. It was really just kind of soft poor porn. Uh, Alchon Can't Study was definitely adorable. But the Alchon Can't Study, I think, was pretty close to being a full length. I think it was like a 15, wasn't it? So it's kind of gets it kind of gets a cheat there. <laughs> Sinrio grew. I liked more than Alchon. Tights, Magical Senpai, Are You Lost? So man, um, Isekai Quartet or Alchon? I'm going with Isekai Quartet. Okay, I think I'm good. Now I just gotta choose some order. <laughs> this is gonna suck. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna my my I I was debating between um. The teacher and um, Nolan Petta. I'm gonna go with the teacher just because I had technically more fun with the teacher. Whoa! Should rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot more fun with the teacher. Had a lot more fun with the teacher. I had fun with the. Teacher. I had so much fun with the teacher. Uh, I have uh, number five Isekai Quartet. I just loved it. And I think a Sekai Tortet's really going to rely on you having knowledge in uh, all four of those prop- was it four properties. ReZero, Konosuba, Tanya the Evil, Overlord. I think that was it. And then you can kind of have fun with them kind of bashing heads against each other. Uh, Sinrokuro is number four. I thought that was actually adorable. Loved the characters in it. Had a lot of laughs in it as well. Number three is Are You Lost? We've talked about that one, just being lost on an island and doing incredibly uh, shocking things to survive. <laughs> Number two is Magical a Magical Senpai, which I adored her. Senpai was so funny in that one. I just loved how just absolutely flustered she would get trying to do her magic and innocently fumble over it. Uh, number one, I have How Clumsy You Are, Miss Ueno, because Miss Ueno is a thirsty mess. <laughs> Um, I have uh, number five. I've got Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher, uh, just because it's just etchy fun, and I had a lot of fun watching that show. Um, number four, I've got Are You Lost? Uh, number three, I've got uh, Isekai Quartet. Number two, I've got Magical Senpai. And number one, I've got How Clumsy You Are, Miss Ueno-san. Miss Ueno-san? Well, Miss Ueno. Miss Ueno? Miss Ueno? Uh, so we're matched up here. I already did that. Oh. What? I was like, wow, we're really matching. What did you do? Were we, like, even all the shows? Most of them. If the, I gave you Senorio Girl. Oh, you girl. bomped off of Why the Hell Are You Here, Teacher? Yeah, I, I gave you to. your Senorio Girl. Oh, like you're giving me a favor. You love that no, show, I too. I love the show, too. <laughs> number five, Senorio Girl. Number two, or number four, Isekai Quartet. Number three, Are You Lost? Number two, Magical Senpai. And number one. How clumsy are you, thirsty, hot mess, Miss Ueno? Meccano Ueno? All right, so how do you want to do animation? I'm just, oh, well, art's going to be more of a problem, but animation, for those that don't know, of course, is going to be things that just blow us away. Thing Animation that just is incredible, that just makes you love the art that you're in, the motion, how smooth it is, just how it does things, it does incredible I guess I get rid of sword arts. That's it. That's all we're dropping. All right. So going down the list, Mob Psycho 100 season two had an incredible 
yeah, a lot of people point at the last fight. I didn't technically thought that, think that was that great. It's a lot of blocks flying around, which they do a lot with Mob Psycho. Um, I was more blown away by the fight with what was his name, Ryu Ryuko. I have it in my my list over here of moments. Um, what is his name? Ryu, yeah, Ryu versus like pretty much everybody was like an incredible animation piece. And there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about Mob Psycho, but I don't. I'm just gonna hold off on it. I might I might end up putting it in there. Uh, the problem is Neverland. Directorial work on that one was incredible. A lot of awesome angles, motion, just panning the camera around as walking down the, the hallways was incredible as well. Kaguya Sama Love is War. I only put that on the list because of the outro. <laughs> the rest of it technically isn't very character motion. A lot of it's like reactions and stuff. They do have little moments where they try to highlight a character's movements for like love purposes, but I'm tentative on that one. Dororo, yes, it had a goof up on a couple of episodes, but a lot of the fight scenes animation was just absolutely incredible. So that one is a contender, possibly. Wataten I have on there because they did moe motion and movement great. Plus, that last episode was absolutely incredible. Uh, Rume is a cat. I only put that on there because they knew how to animate a cat, and that's very rare in animation. <laughs> uh, Mysteria Friends, I kind of pointed out in our review for that one. It's just the attention to detail, the movement of clothing, the hair. They did an incredible job, but it's a short, so it's not like a huge achievement. So I don't know if I'd put that in the list. Slime had a lot of great animation in it, a lot of action scenes with great animation in it. Run with the Wind, incredible Incredible animation in like the move, the running and stuff, uh, especially in the later parts. Just watching them run down the uh, down the streets and whatever, and the in the marathons they were doing was 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 fantastic. Senkosan just for the tails, wagging tails and twitching ears. Uh, Bungo stray dogs. They do a lot of really cool stuff. I'm not really gonna fight for that one though. Ultraman CGI, like I said, really fantastic. Two fights. There was two fights in that were really fantastically choreographed and animated. Fairy Gone, I didn't really much like the animation in that one. Rise of Shield Hero, incredible, uh, especially the intros. Is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon? Wasn't as good as prior season, but still could, still good. I'll have a Dunbilzy Lift, not really fighting for that one. El Meloy, not fighting for that one. Maiden Savage Season, had a lot of really good uh, character moments and, and emotion in the characters and how they move around. Not going to fight for it, though. Granbelm, not going to fight for it. Demon Slayer is probably going to be number one. It's <laughs> just no fighting that. Uh, Stars That's the Align. the one that I was thinking about, but I wasn't... It, it wasn't one of those that I was really sure of. It's like, I... Demon Slayer? Yeah, that, that one, it's one of those that you, you, you think back on it and it's like, I remember that show being gorgeous, but is it, was it because of, this is, this is my main issue. Cause like I, my automatic thinking is I'm automatically going for probably fire force. I'm going for, um, mm. demon slayer. Well, but see, here's, here's the thing. Am I thinking of you fire force and, and do demon you. slayer because of how the artwork stood out? That's the next category. I know that's the thing. Am I thinking of it because of that? Mm-hmm. I'm. I know that I'm thinking of um, maidens in the savage season, and I I remember really, really being uh, 
enthralled by that that one as well but is it because of the artwork or is it because of the animation the last one's stars align i put stars align on there because just the the animation they did for showing the characters practicing tennis and then the matches themselves they did an incredible job that no doubt about that if i had if i give stars align anything it was just fantastic animation um, they did use some CGI here and there. So does Demon Slayer with with like way far movement, like when they're walking down the the pathways and stuff. You can kind of notice it. it. wasn't that not that bad though. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. See, I can automatically whenever I think of something is probably quote unquote bad animation is if I ever ever notice bad bad uh, artwork in a scene. Where somebody is like kind of faces in Fire yeah, Force. <laughs> I didn't see that in in Fire Force. Oh, it was like every well, okay, scene they were talking see, in a room. You've seen it. I didn't. Um, Let me bring it up for I you. So you see it. <laughs> if I notice it, then it's really bad. <laughs> and I do notice it on occasion, but I didn't notice it with the these particular shows. That was the only thing that was that was my only negative I would give Fire Force is that I didn't like whenever they were in a a room somewhere talking about something. It was just a lot, a w- far away shot and they were all blank faced. No, no mouths, no eyes, nothing. But other than that, like, especially that last fight, a lot of the fights were just incredibly animated. So promise Neverland. I didn't think this would be this difficult. Well, we're also going off of shows that we haven't seen in almost a year. So promise Neverland, I think was more art, artistry and directing. It wasn't so much, movement even though like the scenes where they're like practicing out in the forest it's really cool animation and everything but well it's like uh for instance i i was trying to think of a show that i have seen that in and that would be stars align i did see crappy faces in in because you wanted to see it see it's only when you want to see it that's That's what it is what it is (laughs) when i want to see it like i would say 50 percent of fire force was that I'm going on a stretch here. No, I would probably say 25. Just whenever they were in a room talking about something, it was always like that. But anyways, talk that to death. Mm-hmm. So that's my struggles. See, there's like a lot of very incredible animation pieces in Fire Force, though. I almost want to say, as much as I... Eh, see, Finland Saga is consistent. Fire Force isn't, but Fire Force does incredible stuff. I'm just leaving it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> leaving it i don't have shield hero in there I th- that was the one i was i didn't transfer i was look i was trying to figure out what i didn't move up it was freaking shield hero damn it i've got to i've got to stay firm on what i've got otherwise i'm gonna put uh knock off uh my angels for uh for the slime and we we, we might have a problem there see you, you you bumped into the same problem as me i'm gonna get rid of slime it has some cool moments, but you just jump over everybody else in the list. You didn't even move nope. them down. No, what I'm you don't want to knock off the just... angels. <laughs> just exactly. admit it. Exactly. I want to get one Moe show in here, and it's it was incredible Moe show. Come on. No, it's like it was that was about where I would have pasted Rise of Shield here on as he went down, and it's like, no, yeah, I don't want to bump anything down. Um, I yeah, I, just thinking about it. yeah, technically. Slime did some incredible you're things. Trying, you're know. trying to know. justify yourself. I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> you could have replaced Fire Force with it. But see, when I think of Fire Force, I think of like 
a lot of like I I think of what what is his name the the guy from the Ben Ben Benicky or whatever his name is the yeah. dude that like freaking kicks the big old poles of fire. I think of the last fight, which was absolutely insane. I, I think a, just so and, many and incredible fights. I, I don't think you much cared for it, but I really, really liked the um, the the battle with the uh, the guy who was sniping things and and the the yeah. bow lady. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. I, I all I think of it's is a these struggle. Really, really fascinating fights, the, and that's the thing is that show. Its animation was in the fights. Everything else I hated. Besides, like like I said, the haunting shot that they have of the the father in the kitchen or the the dining room. Yeah, that was a but that was an art piece. That was an animation. I think of uh, the the crying scene. I think I, that absolutely was just so well animated. There's there's so many really really well done scenes in that show. I and. and 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 yeah, yeah we've I, given them credit, I guess, at this point, talking about them. <laughs> so I guess it's not a bad thing that on the list, but Watson, I think you're in the same boat as me. It's just throughout the entire thing, the way that they animate these characters is so adorable. I remember that was one of the things that I picked up of when I was re-listening to our reviews, was reminding myself that uh, the whole the attention to detail they have, even outside of like I said, the last episode where they did this whole stage play and the 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 actual singing was to the character's lips and how they uh, sung it. It was an incredible animation piece. Um, but even outside of that, just the motion of the characters, how they moved, how they're so lively, they they look alive. They're not just stiff. They're not just sitting there with their mouths flapping. But one thing that it reminded me of was this whole scene where somebody was talking about how the little sister got uh, Mayane to do their outfits for their play. And somebody was like, yeah, somebody really talked up uh, talked up you and so they really want you to do it and she and she immediately looks at her little sister angry like why would you do that and it was so cute how her face went from like I did something good to wait I did something wrong <laughs> like it just suddenly dropped like she suddenly realized oh crap I did something that wasn't supposed to be done it's that kind of stuff that was just it made them just another level of liveliness and how adorable they are and, and yeah, connection and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we already talked Fire Force to death. A lot of great action scenes. Vinland Saga, I think, is really consistently beautiful. Basically making a very it, – it basically takes the art style they created, which is technically a period piece to the, the Vikings and everything, and brought it to life with, with incredible animation, incredible shots and everything to go with it. Uh, and the action scenes were fun, like seeing as much as I didn't have my issues with him – Watching Thorfinn just run in there and just wreck things with two daggers was really cool. Um, Rise of the Shield Hero is my number two, and that's just overall just a lot of great animations. A lot of the fight scenes, intro, outros were all beautiful. Well, not really necessarily the outros, but the intros were incredible. And then Demon Slayer, just watched the fight between the spider <laughs> demon guy and, uh, and uh, the characters was just absolutely incredible. I mean, that... To have a fight scene blow up on the internet, like a single episode blow up on the internet as much as it it trended, everybody was freaking out about it, um, my phone was blowing up about it, I had to go rush and binge the show because I wanted to find out what the hell everybody was talking about because we were a little bit behind because it was in the middle of the course, and um, it, it was worth it. It was an absolutely incredible fight, and like I said, most, most of the fight scenes were incredible in that one. Uh, it's another one where it mixes in the art as well. It's not only just incredible animation, it's 
bringing art to life. The 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 whole aspect of every whenever they use the breathing arts, it it flows like a painting. Like his, his is water breathing, and so you'll see this flow of water that's almost artistic with his blade. Um, the other character that we hate his voice with a burning passion, <laughs> even his, uh, thunder breathing where he just kind of freaking just darts across the, uh, the past the enemy was just absolutely incredible. And just everything mixed with it was great. The whole fight scene inside of the, uh, the room with the drum player and how they mixed that CGI so well, they blended it incredibly well with the actual character and having him, Basically, the room rotating around him and him just having to be dropping and, and falling different directions while he's trying to gain his footing was was incredible as well. So just a, a – it's it's a footable as their best. I mean you, it's hard to beat Ufootable. I think the only one that we ever claim beats Ufootable is Kyoto Animation, and Kyoto Animation beats them from a, com- a completely different direction. It's more like be- uh, beautiful and detail with like something like Violet Evergarden. Whereas Ufootable just makes photorealistic, incredible animation with, you know, uh, Lemon Blade Works and stuff. So, do you want to turn? <laughs> uh, you're going to have to do the list because I don't even know where to go on that one. Um, oh, the number, number five, we've got Watson. I've got Watson. I've got number four as Rising of the Shield Hero. I've got number three as uh, Maidens in Your Savage Season. Uh, number two, I've got Fire Force. And number one, I've got Demon Slayer. I'm going to claim we're not going to do a combine list because it's taste. <laughs> because, yeah, that's not going to be a list. That's going to be – it's going to be a lot of coin flipping unless one of us concedes. I, I think most everything after this point is really taste. So it's fine. Like we're going to be getting into art and best and worst. It's going to be – everything from this point on probably not going to have a combined list. So just keep that in mind going forward. Uh, art. So specifically things that are artsy-fartsy, not so necessarily have incredible stories or incredible... I guess it could be artistically incredible stories. So, again, I don't think there was really much this last year that was really artistic. I mean, you can go by, yeah, I like Dr. Stone's art style or I liked... Like, I like Copcraft because of Ranger Murata's character designs. I don't know... There wasn't anything that kind of stood out as being... Because even something that, quote-unquote, is supposed to be artistic, like Sarah's on my... I didn't really enjoy it. So it's not like I would recommend it. So I just, I guess, go by art style? That's usually what I go by, so... <laughs> um, Which, again, is one of those things where I would probably pull in a lot of cute girls doing cute things show for their art style. But we've already done cute girls doing cute things, so I'm going to leave that be. I mean, it can... It, I mean... I don't know. There's a lot of different things that I that can be involved in being artwork. So, because I think that the Promised Neverland, their artwork style is very, very. I like that one. I it, didn't much me, care for I the show, <laughs> but that that's very different from the art style. I, it's hard to the me, characters. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick that one based on the fact that I didn't like the art style at first. It grew on me, but I didn't necessarily like the art style at first. That's that's just me. I'm just going to go based on character designs. And it sucks because as much as I love Ranger Murata's artwork, Copcraft wasn't an incredible show. It struggled with the animation. So I, I would just be picking it strictly on character design. Yes, there is something that I am picking Promised Neverland for. Can you imagine? Fairy Gone. <laughs> I do like the character artwork in Fairy Gone. I really, really do. Mysteria Friends. I mean, it. Mysteria Friends is 
beautiful, but it doesn't doesn't outweigh the my my love for his for Fire Force guys artwork. I'm going strictly on character design. Well, it, it technically does fit in as well with the art style, but they're all different, right? Fire no, you have two Fire, uh, Fire Force. Why is Fire Force there twice? What did I miss? Uh, Demon Slayer. I didn't copy Demon Slayer. Man, I'm the Mac person too, and I'm failing miserably at copy and paste commands. I've been doing way too many spreadsheets on at work on Windows. Yeah, yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> like I said, there's not really anything artsy fartsy, so I'm really just going by style and artistry that's in these shows. Um, like I said, uh, well, I'm going to start with number five. Number five, I got Astro Lost in Space. I really love the character designs in that show, um, and it it fit in with the sci-fi elements of it. I love the the crafting they did in all the worlds they went to, so it has a really great art style to it. Uh, Demon Slayer, loved all the character designs in the show, even even though some of them are obnoxious characters. <laughs> I still like their designs. Um, loved Nezuko, loved all the demons, looked incredible. Uh, just fantastic art style to the entire series. Uh, Lord El Meloy, Case Files, it's saber faces and, and a lot of characters that I really love. Their designs are great. Pulling in a lot of characters from other um, other fate properties as well. So having a lot of characters that I'm familiar with that I love their designs. Um, plus like the visual style itself, very kind of Victorian dark, you know, incredible vistas and, and uh, libraries and stuff that they were in mansions that they were kind of exploring. Uh, Fire Force number two. Um, it's just, I like that solely their creator just, he has a unique style to his own that I actually really like. Plus like there was like three, uh, best girls in that show that I had to fight over, even though one is, of course, obviously the the best pick. And um, <laughs> number one, I have Copcraft. And again, this is specifically on artwork. The animation was really garbage. fell apart <laughs> really this, quick. Okay, even garbage like on a scale that I go that was garbage. Like, <laughs> like episode one was like. It's trying really hard to retain things and keep things together, and then after that point, it's like, yeah, it 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 tried. It it, and I don't think it even tried. It just fell apart. But like I said, it I loved the the world it was creating, the all the different characters they were running into, and it's it's Ranger Murata's style, and I absolutely love it. So I still like the world, and I love the visual style. Just the animation just did not keep things together, and that's, that's the biggest. It's the biggest and worst fault of it. You remember how we were talking about what was that Seiyu life or one of those where, where the 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 guy the mangaka was writing about how somebody uh, the when they don't care about a, a property they just totally ruin Girlish it. Number. Girlish number. When we were talking about that, that's what happened here and on cop. cop that's the problem with <laughs> generally with Ranger Mara's stuff is it's it you can never find somebody that actually does his artwork justice. Uh, for my number five, I got Fire Force. I, I I agree with Andrew. Absolutely love that guy's artwork. He does such a phenomenal job in some very unique characters, um, and they just they look great. Um, number two, I've got uh, El Meloy. I love the the uh, Fate franchise's artwork. Um, I love the um, how the like Andrew was talking about the Victorian. I um, the 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 goth characters and all that stuff. I absolutely love it. Um, oh, maidens in the savage season. I very beautiful, uh, characters, backgrounds, all that stuff. Um, 
Promised Neverland, I do actually like the if, whether or not I care for the story. I did like the artwork, and that very much drew, drew me to want to watch that show. Um, and lastly, it was Fairy Gone, another one where I really, really love the artwork. Whether or not I watch the show is irrelevant. I loved the character artwork. All right, I'm skipping concept unless you really want to hit on that one. That one was is is one of our funner ones, isn't it? Yeah, but they didn't have anything that was super standout. Concept basically is on something that did something very unique that we want to kind of point out. It's not necessarily the show is the best thing ever, but it did something that was very unique that we kind of want to point out. We've had several years in the past where we just had certain shows that we thought did something cool, and we wanted to give them credit somehow. That was concept. I think like th- stuff like 18IF and stuff like that was those ones that... I'm not going to give it a word for anything, but the fact that it was doing something cool. Um, I think we recreated it because of that guy's same work. The um, his the one that he did before, Girlish Number, that they completely destroyed. Yeah. That we really liked mm-hmm. it. The um, Well, he's the guy that does uh, Snafu as well. So Yeah. But he did, an, he did an action show that they completely butchered. And I think that was the thing that made us create this concept was that we really liked what they were doing with that show. It's just that they they butchered. Well, it. we we always had those shows where we wanted to point out it's 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 we 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 like the idea, but it never quite followed through or something like that. Tari Wataru, what I quality? I knew it had Qualidia something to do with four, but I I'm, I'm, I was stuck on quartet. I kept looking at quartet, and I'm like, <laughs> I know it's not quartet. So, um. Yeah, the only ones that really have anything would be the prodigies, which we already gave it uh, kudos. Um, I like the idea of the Copcraft uh, show, the concept Copcraft, of yeah, the, that the would buddy be cop one. thing, which is technically something of old, but I did like that kind of return of something where there's two people that don't really meet, but they have to work together concept. Dr. Stone, we haven't been able to put Dr. Stone anywhere else, <laughs> but it's it, my, it mind-boggling how the idea of science is entertaining, so I'll give that one. I have roommate as a cat on here, specifically on the idea of the whole split perspective things. Every episode, half the episode was the guy's perspective, and the other half was the cat's perspective. That's why I have it on there. Promise Neverland's really just a concept. Grimm's of notes the world and 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 the the technically I, I pastel memories was an interesting concept. Yeah, Grimm's notes. Oh, I do that again. Not that that one would ever actually really truly get done and done well, but it was an interesting concept going from actual uh, property to property. Magical Spec Ops talked about that, the concept of taking Magical Girl and making it about, like, PTSD and stuff like that, which was kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuma really just on the base on the idea of the world that he created, is not so much a concept there, so I'm not sure if I'd put that in the list. Um, Dumbbells You Lift, making exercising moe, which is, I guess... <laughs> Always enough. something that we seem to <laughs> be drawn into. Astro Lost in Space, probably more of the concept of the world that they kind of build. It's not necessarily a concept in there itself. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm looking for a mechanic that they, they explore that was unique. There wasn't really any mechanics tr- per se in this se- this year, so I guess you're right on that. I guess if I'm sticking strictly to things that are kind of unique about how they tell their story that should be kind of highlighted. And again, these are not going to be like the best shows of the year. It's just they did something that was kind of 
intriguing that I want to kind of note. One more. I've got magical spec ops. I guess I'll give it that one. So finally, Dr. Stone gets an award. And that's strictly because Dr. Stone didn't really fit in any of these categories very well. And that's just how it is. It's not the Doctor And it'll probably be on the actual later seasonal stuff. You're probably going to get a lot of highlights of Dr. Stone over there. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. Are you making a list or are you just... Oh, I was just going with, with you. Uh, the only other one I would I would point out was, like I said, uh, Prodigies. But that we already pretty much covered that. Yeah. So number five for concept. Again, this is just they're not the greatest shows ever. Or they, there are some that are greatest show ever. But there's one that's a really incredible show. Uh, two incredible shows, but uh, more on the end of concept. Magical Spec Ops. Just the idea of really taking Magical Girl... Yeah, you do have stuff like uh, Pull Out of Magic, Madoka Magica, but it was really more, more militaristic, really a lot of PTSD, uh, struggles with war and death and stuff that they were really kind of hitting on that was kind of unique for a magical girl. Uh, taking a magical girl and really militarizing it and putting it into, like it says, spec ops is interesting. Uh, Grimm's Note is number four. Just the concept of going to different worlds, taking different fairy tales and really kind of doing unique stuff with them, having the question of like, well, if Cinderella's mom was the previous Cinderella because she got the book, it's just really weird stuff that they kind of messed around with, which was a lot of fun. Roommate is a Cat, based on the idea of the two perspectives, is a very unique aspect of that show, our concept. Um, Copcraft, again, the whole buddy copped, two different worlds, two different races, aspects of racism, all that kind of stuff they were really hitting on that I would love to have seen <laughs> better animated. <laughs> and then Dr. Stone is number one because we... It's just a, it's taking science and making it fun and, and interesting and just captivating, which is mind-boggling. But they somehow pulled it off. It's incredible formula they pulled off there. Uh, best originals. Hey, the, the, I, that's easy. I don't, I don't see why there's even anything to discuss here. Uh, obviously, Kimura Kusa wins. It's slim pickings. <laughs> Very slim pickings. Um, Price of Smiles is in the list. I don't know why I didn't put Price of Smiles in there. Let me double check, make sure I didn't miss anything. Holy crap. Um, is there an easy way to search that on this stupid thing? I wish. Quartet. Carol on Tuesday. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, we didn't put Carol on Tuesday in the list for the slice of life. Ooh, might have to go back to that one. What else would you put that under? Drama? Sci fi? Drama on sci-fi is heavy. Might have to have to go back. We watched Carol on Tuesday late after I made the outline, so that's probably why people were probably screaming at their speaker for the last few episodes of our podcast. <laughs> uh, Indra was an original? Wow. Oh, you suck. I trusted you, Andrew. I trusted you. I swear Copcraft is not... Even though now it has, like, really high contenders going against it. No, light novel. It started back in 2009. Wow. I thought that was an original. Sorry, Copcraft. Mikusa, Price of Smell, Carol on Tuesday, Indro. There. <laughs> My top list for originals for the year is uh, number five, Revisions. It's on the bottom of the list because I did have issues with it, but there was some cool stuff they did at the end of it. Um, unique little world. Indra's number four because it was just a lot of cute adventure fantasy fun with, with Mao. Just Mao. Um, number three, Price of Smiles because it did actually surprise me. A lot of the stuff on the princess's side was incredible. Not so much the other side. 
Kimarakusa as number two because that was just a wonderful little adventure going in. The mystery was absolutely fantastic. Wasn't the best animation, but we've talked to that to death. Uh, and number one is Carol on Tuesday because we just discovered that I forgot to put Carol on Tuesday in every category. So that one was easily number one for originals because it was an incredible, incredible series. And you? Uh, my list is, oh, you suck. <laughs> now I got to go sweeping back. Kimarikusa is number three, uh, Indro is number two, and Carolyn Tuesday is number one. Do we want to go back and put... No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not bothering going back. <laughs> I don't fine. think we really need to. We can just put adjusted uh, lists up there or something. Yeah, I guess. Because that's going to be This mess. happens every single uh, year. Quintessential quintuplets is going off my list real quick. Well, for drama? Yeah. Are we fixing it right now? No, I'm just looking at it. How bad is it going to be? Because it's going to be brutal. It's basically, it goes on the top and everything squishes down. It's it's really what it is. Um, like drama, it would be Carol on Tuesday, Babylon, Oh Maiden's Domestic Girlfriend, Remains Cat, Fruit Basket falls off my list. That's really what it is. Same for your sci-fi. I don't know if I want to put it in sci-fi mech. I wouldn't. Really it's is. not going in sci-fi. No way. I mean, yeah, there's the might. AI aspect, but it's not strong enough to really... Yeah. I might make an argument for putting it in Slice of Life, but again, it's one of the cases where you put it at the top and everything squishes down. So I don't know. I I, I guess it would probably... Yeah, it, it would go higher than Domestic Girlfriend on Drama. That sucks. I did put it in the seasonal <sighs> list, so I won't be So everybody, there. you just got a number, a new number one. It's that easy. Yeah, pretty much what it is. It's going to beat everything else in the list. So yeah, what else do we have here? Going back here. The worst show. I don't really have many options. Um, Pastel Memories, Bermuda Triangle, Real Girl 2. I didn't watch all of Real Girl 2, so I'm not going to put that on a list, but I did have my issues with it. And Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks, that one just fell apart bad for me. So I would probably put it in order of number one being Bermuda Triangle, number two being Pastel Memories, number three being Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Combo Attacks. And like I said, I'm not putting Real Girl in there, so we don't really care much doing worse lists. It's just those were ones that just didn't work out for me, so that's all it really is. I don't know if you have a list. I I just put those in there. Most disappointing. I'm just going to point out some. Not wise? Huh? Not wise? Didn't you didn't like that one? Wise. I didn't. Yeah, that's another one like Real, Real Girl 2. I didn't really finish it, but I wasn't really expecting anything out of it. So, well, I'm, that that's wasn't, worse. Wasn't that the, uh, the guy who does the King shows? The King Show. The Ew, I guess series, it would be a, yes. I, I would assume that it would be. Yeah, I, I would assume it would. Well, definitely that was the be same your... with the Handshakers. It's a sequel of Handshakers. They were both. You're doing weird things, and it's cool that you're experimenting, but they don't make good shows. Both of those are the same thing. Handshakers and WZ was the same thing. That that situation. So million author. Um, no, where did we like that one? I don't remember. Man, that was didn't. We, it was season two was this year and we didn't get Saron's on my is definitely a, a disappointment I wasn't really expecting anything out of it sadly but yeah I could say it was a disappointment um so Sacred I'm going beast. <laughs> I'm strictly going based on things that I was expecting something and it failed like Copcraft I wouldn't put it in disappointment because I was really wasn't expecting them to do a good job because it was a very unknown studio 
So it's not a disappointment. It's a disappointment that somebody ruined Aaron Jim Ra's work again. So I guess that technically puts it up there. Kimono Michi Rise Up was definitely a high one for me because I love that person's work with Konosuba. And they failed miserably with this one. Stars Align started incredibly well. Fell apart. Goes up there. Bang Dream Season 2. Loved Season 1. Didn't care for Season 2. I think um, they had the... We'll do Saturn's on my up there, I guess. It was a disappointment. I wanted something good out of it, honestly. Uh, Fairy Gone. I was never really... I wanted to like it because it's PA works, but just didn't work out. I'm going to put Cockcraft up there. Disappointment that somebody screwed up Brinjamata's artwork again. So there we go. I got my list. <laughs> Are you making a list? I was trying to figure out what would, if I could see things that were kind of disappointing. So I have number five is Cockcraft, because like I said, somebody ruining Brinjamata's artwork is always a disappointment to me. Number four, Sarah's on my... Just everybody always hypes up his work, and it never works for me. It can work for other people. It just doesn't work for me. Um, so I'm always disappointed whenever I try his his stuff. Uh, number three is Bang Dream Season 2. Like I said, I loved Season 1. They changed the to CGI and just had way too many characters to focus on for me to enjoy the second season. I didn't finish it, though, so keep that in mind. Uh, Stars Align as my number two because it started out so great. The animation was incredible. Music was fantastic. And it just turned into all these kids have domestic abuse and their parents are terrible people. And that's all it really was. Uh, number one, come out on Meet You Rise Up because I love that writer's work with uh, Konosuba and Kimono Michi was not that good, really, for me. But, again, comedy is subjective, so that could just be me. These are my disappointing. Not everybody's disappointing. And you have... Katakuri Circus. Oh my gosh, I forgot Katakuri Circus! <laughs> we were so, so, so hype on that show. Oh, we had a good opening. Just... And it just slowly, over time, just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled. It's like, hey, we know you like Ushio and Tora. You're going to love this. And even even when we came... The backstory was great. Yeah, I mean, we... I don't want to say that we came away from it absolutely completely frustrated with it, but it was disappointing. We were not nowhere near as high as we were at the very beginning of that show. It was a lot of ups and downs for me, because it was like, started out great, went down... Had that great backstory stuff, went back down, had that cool, crazy uh, doll chick, came back down. Bad last segment, like the whole going to space to stop. It was, you know, okay, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Copcraft would be my number four. I, my, most of my stuff is 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 lining up with Andrew, I, I but my top one is definitely Sirens on my... Um, I, I do want to get back and try it again um, because... I, I don't know what it was that wasn't it, – it just didn't feel right for Pulling me. Pulling stuff so. out of buttholes is not interesting to you? Come on. <laughs> um, Biggest surprise. Shows that surprised us. Uh, Mob Psycho surprised me. It was – and these are – again, these are based on the idea that either something – you weren't expecting something out of it and it surprised you. Not so much stuff that you were going into it expecting something and you got it. So – that's pretty much where we go with this one. Um, I was expecting things of Dodo. Um, I was expecting... I had some high praise on Kaguya so much that didn't surprise me. Mob Psycho Season 2, because I didn't really like Season 1, and Season 2 was, was great. So that was a surprise. 
Um, Watts of Tan and Stogokobo, we're going to enjoy it no matter what. <laughs> Rume as a cat was a surprise. I really wasn't expecting anything. I kind of had that, we had that sense of like, this looks like nobody's talked about this. This is out of nowhere. This might be something. And it ended up being the gem of the season. So we were kind of going after it, hoping it would be something special. And it did. Uh, same with the Senate of the Bookworm. We weren't really expecting anything, but we kind of were like, this could be something interesting. And it ended up being incredible. So uh, same with Babylon, just a, a gem that just came out of nowhere. Astra, another one, came out of nowhere. Why Why can't we pick Kaguya? You can if you weren't expecting anything out of that and it blew you away. But I heard whispers of it, so it wasn't, didn't surprise uh, me. It was incredible, but it didn't surprise me like the other ones are. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything, so I, I, I didn't know that there was a... Demon Slayer was refutable, and people were kind of talking about it, so it's not like that was a surprise. <laughs> it's like going after, like, wow, I went to watch a, a Kyoto Animation show, and I was surprised. Well, no, it, it's it, Kyoto well, Animation. And, and, and there, there's, there's, yeah... There's the 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 fun, funny thing like uh going into um My Hero Academia. When I went into it, yeah, I was expecting to like it, but I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I ended up liking it. And that that's that's the funny thing about s- stuff like that. It's I don't know. I feel at the, how 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 do you feel about the the idea of something starting out rough and then ending up being something that you kind of like you mean starting absolutely garbage and then turning into something you like right it's the same thing it's surprising but was it surprising as other things is really the question you have to make a list man so i have uh number five is my roommate is a cat i really wasn't expecting anything out of it i've I've basically gone all these Uh, number four mob psycho 100 season two number three ascended of bookworm number two astro lost in space and number one babylon um, which essentially is turning into a list of my favorites, <laughs> but they were surprising. So like I said, things that I really love that I knew was coming aren't in this list. I got Dr. Stone as my number five. I've got Afireta as my number four. Number three is Ascendance of the Bookworm. Uh, my roommate as a cat is number two and Kaguya-sama is number one. Best girl. Here's where fur flies. Now fur flies now we're talking like because now I, wait, wait we're uh what's uh mine M- we're talking like y- waifus we're talking about waifus Are you, you waifuing mao and then mine they're best girls there's uh-huh. cutest characters for the the cares well they characters. can be cute characters over there too you're gonna waifu mine i didn't say i'm waifuing them those are for cutest character. They're not for waifus. Don't lose mine. I'm not waifuing. Don't I'm not waifuing. I'm saying best girl. <laughs> Difference. That's a different category. There is a there is a cute char- cute characters and a best girl. Yes, there's two different lists. Okay, you, then this you, is waifu. If you want to waifu Mao and mine, so and this is waifu. Character, this then is waifu. Then there's you. going to be a best girl, and then there's going to be a cute girl. So you have three categories for girls. I don't know what you're talking about anymore, so I'm just going <laughs> to give up. Um, let's see. Chika Fujiwara. Oh. Miku was, like, totally best girl in Quintuplets. Fi-Fi. 
she might be in more of the cute character area. Uh, Cardinal, just because it was Nero's Seiyu. That's really all I put in the list for. Melon was awesome. I might have to put her in the list. Talia, Hibiki, uh, Mamako from... She, as much as I have issues with do you love your mom or to hit multi-target attack, Mamako was was MILF material, <laughs> as much as I hate the MILF term. <laughs> she was Moe as hell. Um, Gray, because she's saber face. I'm not sure. Quiteri from Astro Lost in Space. I loved her to death. Uh, Yuika from Hensuki. She was the the cutest, but I, I'm, I'm afraid of her because she'll lock you up. Uh, have both Aku and Luna from Demon Lord Retry. They were just kind of goofy. Tilarna from Copcraft. Senpai from Magical Senpai. Hamare. I just want to make sure that if I ever get lost, I bring Hamare with me from How You Lost. And now Demon Slayer is a, is a... Demon Slayer and Fire Force have the same problem. There's like three like waifu characters in there. Nezuko, Shinobu, uh, Kanayo from Demon Slayer... And then Tamaki, Iris, Iris, and uh, Maki from Fire Force. So those are those are a struggle. Miyako was absolutely adorable from Wataten. So she's like a Mashu character. Taro Honda from Fruits Basket. Definitely a contender as well. And let me see if I can figure this crap out. Oh. Mm. I'll just stick to one of them. I'm going to stick to one per show. <laughs> Tamaki. <laughs> Decide. Just decide. <laughs> if if I got an actual backstory of Grey, I'd probably would have put her up on the list for Saberface, but we never got our backstory. We went into Rail Zeppelin, apparently that's more important. It was a cool arc though. We could have done both, technically. <laughs> but no, we wanted to do a bunch of random cases and never do her backstory. Tuesday's a good one. So I have number five is Senko-san from Helpful Fox. Senko-san, if anything I got out of that show is that I wanted to, I want a Senko-san. <laughs> number four, number four, I got Milam from that time I got reincarnated as a slime. She was, I love her character design and she just kicks absolute butt. And I love her, like the whole thing where she like knocks out the minions of the debt demon lord guy and then suddenly walks up to him thinking that she's going to get like told that she was a good girl, but <laughs> She actually did something wrong. Um, Demon Slayer is a struggle. Cause like I said, there's several of the characters in there that I thought were incredible, like uh, Super and stuff. But I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with um, Nezuko because she's best sister and she kicks absolute butt. Um, Fire Force, I got Tamaki because I loved her from the beginning. I love her character design. Even though, like I said, I I hate the fact that she never got like a moment to shine. She was just an absolute treat. And then number one, I have Raftelia from Rising of the Shield Hero because Raftelia is was pretty much like the rem of last year. She was the character that always stood by the main character, went through thick and thin with him, was always the support, the the light and the dark. Um, and I love her design as well. So I've got for number five, I've got Kaguya from Kaguya-sama, uh, Love is War. I've got Kohaku from um, <laughs> from Doctor Stone. Senko-san from Helpful Fox. Senko-san, I've got Tuesday from Carolyn Tuesday, and Yue from uh, Afurata. 
And then best boy, we have uh, Yakmaru from Dodo. Uh, Dodo! Dadgummit! Uh, get rid of that one. Don't spoil things. You're going to put... Don't put... Don't loot Dodo. She's over on the cute list. I'll put her on the cute list. Remenu. He was, like, really awesome. Like, he was that character that almost, like, diffused the the usual... Like I mentioned with the um, Outbreak Company, this idea of, you know, not judging people and bringing people together kind of concept was really cool. Haiji from Run With The Wind. I loved his last race. Even though I kind of didn't like him at the beginning... Um, you, he really grew on me as he kind of diffused people's fights and arguments and tried to bring people again. Again, bringing people together. <laughs> Metal Bat from One Punch Man number two, or season two, um, was really cool. Loved him. Levi, Attack on Titan, oh, that's going to be kicked off because it's too too long. Uh, Kanata from Lost in, Astro Lost in Space was just awesome. All the stuff that he did for everybody and the sacrifices that he made towards later parts was great. Um, Cockcraft, uh, K Mataba was really fun. Uh, Tanjiro, uh, Tanjiro's just a good boy. Tanjiro's such a good boy. He needs to be on the list. Uh, Demon Slayer. He's such a good boy. Uh, Benimaru and Arthur from Fire Force, and really like them. Askeladd, Thorkin, were great from Finland Saga. I'd put, I'd put, uh, definitely go with Askeladd. Askeladd. Uh, there, um, then I have El Meloy, of course, Waver, uh, Eji from Sinru Girl, he was a pretty okay guy, even though he was a little bit clueless, uh, and then Naofumi from Rise of the Shield Hero, I got on these lists, so. Let's see, I'm gonna go, I, I don't think anything beats Tanjiro, he's such a good boy. He's got such a big heart. Then I'm gonna put, uh... Let's see. Kanata from Astral Lost in Space. Again, another good boy. Remaru, good boy. Askeladd, because he's just kind of a... Just a great character. And then I'll be Hakimaru for Dorodo. So I have number five, Yakimaru for Dorodo. Number four, Askeladd from Vinland Saga. Remaru from That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Number two, Kanata from Astral Lost in Space. And number one, Tanjiro from... Demon Slayer. Because he's such a good boy. Did I mention that? He's such a good boy. Yeah. Pure good yeah, boy. They're, 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 at least we know he's a he good protect. boy. He protect. He needs protecting. I've got Tanjiro uh, from uh, Demon Slayer. I've got Gus from uh, Carolyn Tuesday. Eiji from Sinryu Girl. Now Fumi uh, from Rising of the Shield Hero. And Captain Obi from Fire Force. Alright, um, cutest character. Now you can get your lollies, Chris. <laughs> I went and threw together Emma from The Promised Neverland, which she's just kind of too pure. Uh, Hinata and now from Watataten. Probably shoot more for Hinata on that one. Mao from Endro. Bochi from Hidori Bochi. Bochi Des. Gotta put Bochi up there. Uh, Philo from Rise of the Shield Hero. Takagi from Skill Teaser Takagi-san. She's absolutely adorable. Latina from If It's For My Daughter. I figure Chris would like that, even though I hated... I see it, like, I have PTSD to even her name because of that stupid guy yelling at every two seconds. 
<laughs> Rue from High School Prodigy has it easy in another life. Mine from A Sin of a Bookworm. And then um, Suika from Dr. Stone. So let me think. Uh, yeah, she's cute enough. She's cute enough. Yeah, she's cute enough. <laughs> she's cute enough. No, the question is, is, is she cute enough to beat Suika from Dr. Stone? Yes, she's cute enough. That was the question. Poor Suika's always blocked by that stupid potato or yeah, or whatever. kind of sucks, the glasses. Even even with the glasses. Even though she is adorable. So I have number five is Fido from Rise of the Shield Hero. Number four is Hinata from Wataten. Uh, mine from Ascendant of Bookworm. Takagi from Skilled, or Teasing Master Takagi-san Season 2. And then Bochi from Hidori Bochi because Bochi does. I've got Latina from, uh, for if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat the Demon Lord. Uh, number four, I've got Bochi from Hitori Bochi. I've got number three is Takagi from Teasing Master Takagi-san. Uh, number two is mine from Ascendance of the Bookworm. And number one, Mao, because Mao is naturally the Demon Lord, so she needs to be the, the <laughs> Lord over my list. Most OP. This is probably going to be a quick one. These, these ones are probably going to be more quicker ones, unless Chris has difficulty finding <laughs> anything outside of this list that I put together. I think I got most of them anyways. But most OP, I got Mob from Mob Psycho. On from Mysteria Friends because she was just like so OP. Uh, Quinella from, uh, because that's Sword Online, so it's going to be out, but uh, she was way OP from Sword Online. Where did my thing go? I hate when that happens. Remedu and Milam. Technically, Milam was more was supposed to be more powerful than Remedu, which was kind of surprising because Remedu was way OP from that time I got reincarnated as slime. Shin Wilford from Wise Man's Grandchild. Uh, now Fumi from Rise of the Shield Hero. Hajime from Afaretta. Uh, Mamako from Two Hit Combo Mother thing. Mao from Demon Lord Retry. Maidu from Didn't I Say to Make My Billy's Average. And Thorkel from Vanless Saga. Because he threw Chuck's big old freaking logs. Um, I, I think slime characters are like up there. So that's probably the top two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. See Ma- Mao when he's in his alternate, like persona, he's like pretty damn OP. Well, the, the the thing that makes him OP is that he can bring in more OP characters. That's True. that is slightly different than the others. Now slime, he just keeps eating everybody and keeps getting Absorbing stronger. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mamako, Yes, but her... Just her swords. No, the fact that every time she has some kind of a mama moment, it becomes overpowered. If she has a chance to do that. (laughs) I'll put uh, Mayu here. See, like, Rimuru, we we have no, no idea how powerful that character can become. Whereas, well, none of these characters you have any kind of value to it, <laughs> besides maybe the fact that Maidu is, is no, I mean, half of a legendary I mean, dragon. I, exactly. Rimuru can but keep eating But how strong is a somebody. legendary dragon is to the world of slime. Yeah, that's true. But Rimuru could technically eat a dragon, so technically could be stronger. Hajime 
from Hadfretta is very mortal. Like, he gets tore up really easy. Yeah, and he's only as powerful as whoever he eats. However, he's not... He has to beat it first. Yeah, he has to beat, <laughs> technically beat it first. But it's a lot of his synthesizing is what it is. See, Nafumi's got some crazy stuff with his shield. So I guess that's my list. Rimuru and Milam's like at the top of my list for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. They were like way OP. I got Maidu after that. And yes, I'm saying that Maidu is more powerful than Mao from Demon Lord Richai and Nafumi from Rise of the Shield Hero. <laughs> we don't know who else is in his list, you know. Yeah. We haven't got there yet. Haven't gotten there yet. Are you putting together one? No, I was just going with your list. Okay. So best villain, number one. I didn't make a strong I enough argument say. for Mama. <laughs> I didn't make a strong enough uh, argument for Mama. Oh. Mizan. Mizan was crazy, too. And this is one of those struggling ones. It's like a mixture between what had great character writing and what's, like, overpowered. And I think I was going mostly for who had great writing. So that's what I'm going to go with. Like, Ayamagase is going to be my number one. Easily. She's just an incredible villain that just is wrecking the main character's mind. The portrayed excellently. Isabella was a fantastic... I love villains that you understand them. And Isabella is an, a villain you understand. And like I mentioned in our review, it's like, when you can when you can say, if I was in the same position, I'd do the same thing, that's a good villain writing. <laughs> So, um, nope. I'm going to actually do this. Now, how do we feel about the one in My Hero Academia? That fight had weight. next year. Is he in next year? He was talking about the the ones that we're watching right now. It ends in Uh, winter. Okay. Well, so you don't have to worry. I mean, you could do... Uh, all for one, he was technically the villain in the previous one, which was ended in this year. Mm. But again, how many episodes are we at? Yeah, that's true. We're over 50, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Second season. We're on fourth season, so yeah, we're well over that. <laughs> even even the one that ended last winter is still over. So I almost went with Pomomo because she's like the best villain ever. <laughs> Demon Lord retry or not Demon Lord retry, the Demon Girl next door. Momo is like the best villain because she's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> um, I also have uh, the Black Knight from Grand Blue Fantasy. Um, let's see, Faker from Lord El Melway, which I'm kind of considering putting up there because I thought that was a, re- a decently, really quick thrown in story for her that actually was intriguing. Uh, and we're not doing the, the most the ones. We're not doing the cutest. Uh, Villains, right? Why not put Mao up there? There we go. Cool. There, I'm got my list. Number five, Mao from Endro. <laughs> She's adorable. Uh, number four, Muzin from Demon Slayer because he's an absolute jerk and I wanted to kill him myself. Um, Askeladd from Vinland Saga because he's got incredible writing. Had a fantastic end to the, uh, hopefully, the first season. Uh, Isabella from The Promised Neverland, like I said earlier. It's a villain that I can understand and that's great writing. And I am say because... She, from Babylon she's because freaking she, awesome. she's <laughs> psychologically damaging everybody that's watched the show. Uh, yeah, really well written. Uh, best couples. Who, who are your favorite couples in this list? Or if, unless you can think of anything else. I got Kaguya, uh, Kaguya and Shiragane from Kaguya's Love is War. Uh, Miku and Futaru from Quint, uh, Quintessential Quintuplets. I'm just shipping people, by the way. 
An and Grea from History of Friends, Koharu and Haru from High School Girl, uh, High Score Girl Extra Stage. Yes, I'm shipping those two because I don't like the other girl. Uh, Kuroto and Senko from Help a Fox and Kosan. Ao and Takumi from Ao Chan Kent Study. Uh, he's a good boy too. Um, Nanako and Eiji from Senra Girl. They're adorable together. Raftelia and Naofumi from Rise of the Shell Hero. Narumi and Shirogane from Katakuri Circus. Hajime and Yui from Afreta. Kuturi and Zack from Astro Lost in Space. They were really cute too. Nishikata and Takagi from Skilled Teaser Takagi-san, Season 2. Uh, Rika and Shun from Omedas in Your Shadow of the Season. I thought they were adorable. Uh, Kei and Tirana from Cock Craft. It's more just buddies. <laughs> Mine and Tootie from Ascendant of the Bookworm. I'd probably say number one, Mine and Tootie, Ascendant of the Bookworm. Two, Kaguya-sama. Number three, Sinru Girl. Uh, number four, Astro Lost in Space. And then my last would probably be Skilled Teaser Takaki-san. Actually, that would probably be my first. Ugh. I thought I could do it quickly. I was impressed that you were going all the way down and you had not <laughs> mentioned Takagi-san. So I was like, wow. Uh, let's see. One. Not a lot of love for Takagi here. Two. Three. I was just doing it off the cuff. Come on. Give me, conc- give me some credit for going off the top of my head. I was going um, off the cuff, too. I only adjusted one out of my list. And then you deleted them because you're trying to hide the proof. No, I didn't. Oh, there you go. So I have number five. Uh, I'm just going to name this show. I've already mentioned who they are. Sinra Girl, Astro Lost in Space, Kaguya-sama Love is War, Ascendant of Bookworm, and Skilled Teaser, Teasing Master, Takagi-san, Season 2. I've got Ao-chan, uh, which is Ao and Takumi. I don't think Andrew mentioned that one, so. Mm-hmm. I said he's a good boy, too. <laughs> Sinryu, uh, Ascendance of the Bookworm, Kaguya-sama Love is War, and Teasing Master, Takagi-san. All right. Let's finish off this episode with greatest moments. I'm just going to run through some moments. I'm not really going to order these. And then the last episode, we'll probably do seasonals and the best of. Um, so there's some really cool moments this year. Um, Dragons or Dragon Slayer, Demon Slayer. Of course, the fight between uh, Tanjiro and Nazuko versus Rui. I think, like I mentioned earlier, that pretty much blew up the internets. I mentioned earlier the drum room fighting that demon was pretty awesome. And, of course, Zenitsu doing his unleashed lightning breathing. I mentioned earlier about Mob Psycho with Rue versus everybody. I Pretty much we've kind of talked about all these things during all the other stuff. Let me find something I haven't talked about. Um, oh, the train Blu-ray from Maiden Zero Savage Season. <laughs> <laughs> she finds the porno. And she's like, well, there you go. He must like it because it's trains, and he's always like trains. She's she's so sweet and innocent. That oh, was perfect. trying to trying to delude herself somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, the injecting the water to, to hydrate yourself and are you lost? That was. And it, and the funny thing is, yeah. is I, I I I I texted a kind of a screenshot. It didn't really show what was happening. I texted it to Andrew, and I was like, "Yes, this is getting real." <laughs> <laughs> it kind of went there. Kasha's Hero going into the whole... Again, these are going to be semi-spoilers. I'm going to be decently vague, so keep that in mind for this stuff. Talking about the, I guess, the the, the previous happenings in Kasha's Hero, I really wasn't expecting that. It was really dark. 
and ruin kind of a comedy show, but it was pretty cool. Uh, the bench in Orisuki was absolutely hilarious, no doubt. Every time a bench showed up in really stupid places and he knew it was coming, somebody was going to ask him to do something that didn't involve him, uh, was great. Uh, Kiminomichi rise up, suplexing the princess and exposing herself to everybody, be called, being called Princess Buttocks or whatever. Yeah, she, she became Princess Buttocks from the, for the rest of the show. Every scene in Babylon that has Ayamagase, except for the one, and you know what I'm talking about if you've watched it. The only the only part that Ayamagase has been in that I know would probably make Chris not like the show. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to watch it just to know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes, I am. Uh, um, mine versus the Church in a Sin of the Bookworm. Like I said in the review, I'm, I'm like I'm like terrified because the only thing I could think of is her torturing a certain type of character, and that would make me really, really yeah, mad. killing a child or something. <laughs> uh, would you put it past her? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's that crazy. Yes. A synonym of a book where we kind of mentioned the idea that they had this whole class system. We'd never really seen it until they went to the church. And we had this, like, moment before it where we were hearing uh, – was this, the sister was like, please come back alive. And we're like, wow, this is getting really, really serious. And sure enough, when they went there and they discovered that mine and his family were uh, commoners, it just – it really got real. And – Mine kind of standing up to her parent with her standing up for her parents was pretty epic too. So, um, the ending of Vinland Saga, I'm not going to go into it, but it was pretty incredible and brutal. Uh, let's see, yeah, these are all Kaguya Sama Love is War. I have many <laughs> and I didn't get them all. Uh, Kaguya waiting outside the room while, uh, while he was talking about her and kind of talking her up, and she kind of got all uh, flustered outside. Uh, Kaguya wearing the Neko ears. I was, the, I was one of the next ones. Kaguya wearing the Neko ears and it, like cutting to his uh, inner thoughts. He's like, get, he has this demeanor like, that's eh, all right. And then you get like the inner dialogue. He's like, Kawaii! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the misunderstood magazine articles uh, like talking about, oh, you do that a lot with Pesu, which is was her dog and her getting something completely different out of it. It was just really bad. Yeah, her trying to make uh, Kaguya say wiener. Wiener. Was, was hilarious. That's what I was laughing Chee-chee. at. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and she would laugh every time she heard it, or Kaguya would laugh every time she heard it. Um, the scene where Kaguya was sick, and he went and visited her, and then she kind of pulled him in, and it turned into some big old mess the next day. It was hilarious. Uh, the exchange, when he got the phone, he finally got a phone, and they were fighting over, they were interfighting who was going to ask who, or trying to force the other person to ask you for your phone number. And then he was using photos of when he was a kid to lure it, her in to, to do it. <laughs> and then, of course, What's-Her-Face runs up and says, oh, I'll take that. And then it was like this whole moment of like, holy crap, she's going to kill you. Kaguya is going to kill you. It was it was fantastic. There's so many good points in that, that show. So, Any you can think of? It's been a long time, so yeah, right. I, had, I had to go sift through. Um, a lot of things about Promised Neverland, especially like the opening reveal the reveals about isabella and really getting into her backstory was absolutely incredible uh boogie pop and other i really like shimpei's story and nagi's background those are great uh little story arcs uh, my roommate is a cat we can i read the the final one again i'm having to find things that we have not talked about let me see uh dodo mio's backstory even though it was incredibly 
heartbreaking. <laughs> and Jukai's backstory, that was a really awesome one as well. The guy that took care of uh, Yakumaru, was, his story was really incredible too. Let's see, talked about all those. Bochides. Bahamoto from Magical Senpai. <laughs> Bahamoto, her stupid bird named Bahamut. Um, yeah, the body swap scene in Copcraft, that that went there. Yes, it did. It went <laughs> she, there. She swapped bodies with a cat, and the cat had to use the restroom, and she's a cat trying to pull down her own underwear. <laughs> it was so wrong. Yeah, the, 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 so the, it wrong. makes sense if you watched the scene. The, her in a cat body trying to pull the panties off of a Because she knows she's going to use the restroom <laughs> as a cat in her body um, in the kitty litter box. So, yeah. Um, oh, um, Lily standing up to Soma in Damachi Season 2. That was an absolutely incredible scene. I, 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 We didn't really get much of Lily in that season, but that was, like, an incredibly emotional scene. Like, that was the point which I was like, yes, yes this is why mm-hmm. I like Danmachi right here. This is, like, these really nuggets of awesome moments in there. So, yeah, Takagi-san, Skill Teacher Takagi-san, Season 2. The, I'm, I've changed something about myself. Can you find out what it is? And her, like, inspecting him and totally breaking him. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the hide-and-seek discovery. The win. Yeah. The win was great. Yeah, that was great, too. The last, the last, the last bout, I guess. Uh, Alpharetta, the world's, uh, from commonplace to world's strongest. Uh, yeah, the, him stabbing a dragon. (laughs) And then the dragon begging him to take it out because she's got to change into a humanoid farm. (laughs) She wants it pulled out before she changes back to a humanoid. (laughs) Because you know that wouldn't be good. Oh, so wrong. Yeah, Edgy meet, meeting Nanako's dad in Sinrigura. I mentioned that earlier. Was was priceless seeing her face and being absolutely dad realizing that she really likes him, and he just said that they're friends. So we're online. I wouldn't say it's greatest moments, but it was a very shocker moment. Gabriel killing somebody in Sora Online Alization was not that happened, and it was not good. But it was a very shocking moment. But I don't put it past the writer at all anymore. Oh, Mob putting back together Emmy's novel uh, in Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. That was a really cool moment. Because it was like this moment where all the kids were making fun of the book, ripping it up. And he walks up and he's like, why are you doing that? And he starts picking up the parts. And then it kind of blows away. And he uses the psychic power to put it back together. It was really cool. It was cute. Very cute. Yeah, Yatsuba teasing Uisogi. Even though I like Miku. It was like that moment of like, oh, hey, I really like Yatsuba. I actually liked Yatsuba first. And then they started getting really into Miku. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Sorry, Yatsuba. Miku's better. So I had to switch. And we already mentioned Carol on Tuesday. Just the the failing at the carnival and having, uh, what was her name? Crystal? Was it Crystal? That came up and yeah. supported them afterwards and just completely changed their mood. Most them being of the, Desmond, the final song was incredible, too. Most of the first songs that you hear of the main cast was really wonderful. Yeah. All right. That'll end this deliberations. We have just the best of seasons and the best of the year. So stay tuned and uh, we'll hope you enjoy. Os? Os. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry.
Coco Mita.